welcome to the Chef JKP podcast with me, James Knight Pacheco. My name is James Knight Pacheco. I will be your host, your guide, your chaperone and concierge of the Chef JKP podcast. We will be discussing the inspirational stories of people who love all things food and hospitality. Their ups, their downs and everything else in between. So get strapped in, let's begin. Hello everyone, I hope you all have had an incredible week and are all safe and well. Now, I've had a lot of feedback about our previous episode which featured Hatta Mata. Glad you all enjoyed it, it was a really fantastic interview. Now this week, I talked to Chef Robert Stevens. He was born in Finland and is now doing some incredible food over at Intersect by Lexus here in Dubai. We discuss his upbringing, what it was like to work with a three-star Michelin legend, and listen out for a particular story involving a lovely lasagna. Time to rock and roll. And a warm welcome back to the Chef JKP podcast. And for today, we have got a really incredible guest, Chef Robert Stevens. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Jane. Pleasure to be here. You were born in Finland, and now you're based in Dubai. Tell us about your culinary journey so far, please. Well, yeah, uh, I was born in Finland, and then uh, at a very early age, I came to Dubai. Um, basically, it's been like a, a long travel between. So uh, I started to be a chef at quite an older age, so I was already 22. Um, studied in Finland for a couple of years, uh, and after that, worked in some kitchens in Finland. And then from there, I landed my first job in Dubai, what was 10 years ago. So I worked for uh, the Rotana Group. I pre-opened an Italian restaurant on JBR. Uh, after that, um, I worked there for three years, and after that, I was lucky enough to land a job with Heinz Beck at his first restaurant on the World of Astoria, social by Heinz Beck, uh, where I really, really got deeply into the more fine dining scene. Obviously, got to work with some incredible chefs, uh, one being Heinz Beck, he was in the kitchen many times a year, so that was an incredible inspiration. Uh, our head chef was Ivan Tronchi, he was a super young, super talented, very aggressive chef, but but super creative and skills to be learned from there. Also, in the kitchen we had some amazing chefs who went on to have their Michelin stars, like Giuseppe Molaro, he was the sous chef, and then also my friend Alessandro Narducci. So, yeah, social was like a, a real stepping stone into kind of the fine dining scene and and as never really worked in that kind of uh, kitchen, it was like a full-on blast starting to work with that kind of caliber of people. I was actually the only only chef to be hired from Dubai. Everybody else was from Heinz's restaurants in Italy. So the the level of kitchen knowledge for these guys was was very kind of different level. So... Definitely the first six months was a huge challenge. Uh, one point being that the head chef didn't speak any English. So, so yeah, I had, a, had some way to go, but gradually things fell into place and I managed to be a strong part of the team. Uh, after that, I started with Intersect by Lexus in DIFC, and that was five years ago. So since pre-opening, I worked there. Uh, growing up the ladder gradually to be the head chef there. And that's my current place now. 
And for people who don't necessarily know Dubai, um, DIFC is, is what exactly? So DIFC is the financial center of Dubai, uh, one of the few in the world. Uh, very kind of elite business people, bankers, lawyers, um, very kind of hip and trendy. It's also one of the only areas in Dubai where you can serve alcohol without being connected to a hotel. And so you're working in this sort of incredible uh, place where you've got bankers, people like this, you know, wealthy people. You're now head chef of Lexus, so Intersect by Lexus, and there are only a few number of those in the world. Uh, what would you say has shaped your style of food there? Well, from the beginning, I had the chance to work with a great chef and a great friend of mine, uh, Chef Thomas Riga. He really kind of, kind of gave me the knowledge on how to, after all the fine dining, how to simplify what I think has been a, a key factor in the cooking I like to do now. So it's going more to basics and rather than putting spots and dots on a plate, it's more about the ingredients as a whole. And, Working with him, I mean, you, you worked with him for, for, for quite some time. Uh, what exactly did he show you in terms of simplifying things uh, and stepping away from a fine dining point of view? It was a lot to do with the, the produce and understanding uh, the local produce and also like not having to, to rely on the fanciest techniques in the world. It's more about clean cooking and, and just flavorful food colorful textures and that is what you're focusing on right now exactly perfect and now look going back to 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 the very beginning of your journey so you grew up in dubai how was the actual food scene as you were growing up here because uh, you know was it fantastic did you have a lot of restaurants or, or was there not very many at all how, how did that how was that for you well i've actually lived in dubai multiple times so my dad moved here in 1976 as a weatherman at Dubai Airport, and that was when there was about six flights a day into Dubai. So um, my parents had me in Finland, and at two weeks old, I moved to Dubai for the first time. Lived in Jebel Ali village. And then multiple times from there on, my dad worked around the Middle East, so with him, we've traveled around this area. The food scene in Dubai used to be pretty non-existent. Uh, shawarmas, they were really good. Uh, local fish. That's it. Uh, but it did definitely start to develop like 2005 onwards. You started to see that there'd be like more, more, uh, chefs coming from abroad to, to do their cuisine here. And people started to be much more knowledgeable with the tourism coming in and people wanting and needing more from the chefs. So that was the sort of time where you sort of started seeing more developments of restaurants and key developments, I suppose, started to be built within the city itself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then, well, seeing that you've worked here multiple times um, and also studied in Finland, you've seen a lot of what's going on within the region. What do you think the biggest challenge chefs are facing right now in the region, apart from the pandemic? Uh I think challenges faced here is, I mean, we have a, a huge range of produce we can order from anywhere in the world, but the problem with that is that they're not always as fresh as you'd hope them to be, um, which they are fixing at the moment with trying to do more sustainable things. There's lots of sustainable farms here, hydroponic farms, fish farms, and that's 
what I like to use on my menu much more rather than ordering a, a salad from Italy that dies in the next two days in the refrigerator. So, And then I've also noticed that um, on your, specifically your Instagram page, you're doing a lot of different types of fermentations. Where does this love come from? Well, I guess this is, it kind of stems back to to younger age in Finland, it's like my grandmother would always do pickling, and and it's always been kind of part of the culture there. Uh, my real love, I think, it started with my first sourdough starter. I uh, started to play with sourdough, and I, I took it as my mission to kind of at least get to a reasonable level with that. So for six months straight, I baked at least twice a day, and it was very intense, and it very intense but very rewarding once I first saw my my beautiful sourdough loaf and the flavor is incredible. Uh, I've also been playing a lot with, uh, well, now recently in the lockdown, making cheese, making kombucha. Kind of um, the thoughts have gone from just making food to kind of how the food is made from the first place. And that's that's really exciting to me. And are you putting any of these sort of touches with, within, within the menu at Intersect? Yes. We try to make uh, homemade butter, homemade cheese, uh, uh, bread slightly difficult with our oven space but even that sometimes and how, how are you finding that your uh, team have started to, to take this knowledge on board how, how are they finding this I think everybody's super excited they're like it's, it's a different thing buying a piece of cheese from a, at a different country that comes ready in a package but it's something else making it and getting the, growing the knowledge on, on how to actually do things from scratch because the other thing is, uh, for yourself, you say that you worked with three-star Michelin legend Heinz Beck on the palm here in Dubai. All the boys and girls were predominantly from a Michelin-starred background, and you came in fresh. How was that experience for you? Because it, sound, it sounded quite intense. It, it was quite mind-blowing. I was thrown in the deep water, and basically... The executive chef for the hotel said, okay, I'm going to give you the job, but you need to run. <laughs> and I, I definitely did. So the first first months were super challenging. I mean, for me, as I didn't speak Italian, only some basic Italian, and the head chef didn't speak any English, uh, during the pre-opening, him telling me to do this, do this, do this, but I don't know for what. It was It was very challenging. I mean... At some point, I was like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. But then I just pushed through and things usually kind of tend to come into place when you put your time and dedication into into what you love. And, and how, how many chefs did you have in that operation in particular? Uh, in the kitchen, we had uh, 13 chefs. 13? 13 chefs. And was that a, a lunch and dinner operation? Uh, dinner. Dinner only. And tasting menu only? Uh, not tasting many. We had a la carte and tasting, but uh, dinner focused. But that doesn't mean uh, you, you start work late in the afternoon. So everybody would be in the kitchen by 10 a.m. latest, and then you'd go into one o'clock in the morning. And so the pressure must have been quite full on for you. Um, and then you had the additional pressure of when actually Heinz Beck stepped in and what happened then? Uh, I always remember when Heinz Beck came in the first time and and uh, uh, obviously I introduced myself to him. Hello, chef. La, la, la. And then first thing he said, he sat down and he said, uh, you can cook my lunch today. 
that was slightly nerve-wracking. I didn't exactly know what he was expecting. Uh, I think I made some sort of risotto for him, but I didn't know that he didn't like garlic. Uh, that was not a great thing, but uh, it went it went okay. I think, but even even with these great chefs, you don't really need to overcomplicate things. They're not expecting a fancy meal for lunch, but. Yeah, that was pretty nerve-wracking. And every time he came in the kitchen, everybody, of course, on edge and, yeah. Especially the head chef, I'm sure the head Especially chef. Especially the head chef, everybody on edge. <laughs> That's it. And long days. and But also, for me, the first time I saw him plating food, I was just blown away. It was like, uh, I've never seen food like that before. So I was like, wow, this is, this is the time to learn, time to polish skills. And, and how long were you there for? I was there for about a year and a half. So you must have learned a huge amount. I think working a year and a half there was like working four years in another kitchen. <laughs> it was it was super full on. Wow. And then from all of your experience um, within different kitchens, whether they're in Dubai or Finland, what would you say has been your funniest kitchen story? And don't forget to keep it clean. <laughs> Oh, there's been many kind of mishaps in the kitchen. Um, I think one that's stood in my mind as a lesson, and I don't know how funny it was at the moment, but uh, I remember putting a lasagna in the oven uh, around uh, 10 o'clock, and I was supposed to take it out in the evening before I left uh, left to go home. I forgot to do that, and then uh, woke up at maybe 4.30 in the morning going, Oops, <laughs> now we have a problem. Of course, took the, took the staff bus going back to the hotel for an hour, got to the hotel, checking the oven, it's crispy, <laughs> black, burnt smoke, and I'm like, ah, oh, no problem, start again, make a new lasagna, ready for the morning. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so the lasagna was saved? Lasagna, well, that wasn't saved, but the new one helped the right. situation. Was it, was it, was it a, a staff lunch, Joby, or not really? No, it was for the restaurant, and they had to have one in the morning, so... I stayed pretty much all night there, got the job done. Well, and then talking about uh, all of these great chefs that you've also worked with, who would you say are your three culinary heroes and why? Well, I think definitely Rene Redzepi would be one, as he kind of took the new Nordic cooking to a different level, uh, using old heritage uh, recipes and kind of innovating that in something new and also his studies on fermentation in the fermentation lab in Denmark uh, definitely one uh, I think another strong one would probably be Alain Passard because of the way he took uh, a very kind of meat based uh, restaurant scene and did something new and he decided to do pretty much uh, dishes based on vegetables, what I find very inspiring when you can, you don't really need a ribeye or a, a cut of meat to make something beautiful shine. Uh, I'd probably have to say that Heinz Beck is one of my heroes as the stuff I learned from him. It was just, uh, just beautiful. So I think those would probably be my top three. And of course, there's David Chang's and stuff like this with the Korean food, what I really enjoy as well. But. And then going back to, to your roots, um, discussing about what Alan Passard is doing, obviously Rene Redzepi, how do you think moving forward um, vegetables will play uh, in terms of the future of cooking for professional chefs? I think it's going to play a huge part, obviously because the world is wanting to eat more 
vegetarian and vegan food. And I think vegetables are something quite sustainable. Instead of growing cows, you can grow carrots. So I, I definitely think that's going to play a huge role. And it's also about challenging the creativity of the chefs. So to make a vegan dish taste amazing, you do need a little bit of creativity used in that. And of course, the key ingredients being the beautiful vegetables themselves. But especially in the area, I think with, with the new farming systems that they're doing, I think there'll be a lot more plant-based food happening in the scene. And it's interesting you say about creativity because um, one of the guys that's just up and coming, uh, I saw he's he's actually Swedish, so and he's only cooking vegetables in his restaurant, but only smoking, drying, grilling. And it's it's a pure vegan restaurant. Right. But this is what he's doing now. And I, I completely agree with you. I think um, there is only so much you can do with proteins. And at the same time, from a sustainability point of view, um, yes, the world is changing. And I think it's also about time that us chefs push the boundaries a lot more in terms of being creative with vegetables and with plant-based food. And there, there is a lot to learn from people like Rene and and all vegans out there actually there's there is a lot to learn um and i know that you're a big fan of, of doing some amazing vegetable stuff plus all of the cheese that you're doing yeah are you are you going to try and do vegan cheese at all uh i've done vegan mayonnaise ah. <laughs> i've done vegan mayonnaise what's well, not into that that far but i think vegan cheese will be the next step i'm going to start mastering first the 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 normal dairy-based cheese and then i think i'll I'll dabble into the next area. And look, for all of the people within the pandemic, um, there are there are two questions really. What would you say to the people who have been stuck at home for the last four months and fancy themselves as a bit of a chef and they think, okay, I can go ahead and open a restaurant or I can become a chef? So question number one, what would be your advice for them? Question number two, for actual young chefs, what would be your biggest piece of advice? Well, I think for for the home chefs and home gym doers and whatnot, I think it's beautiful you've found a passion. Uh, it is definitely a hard job. It doesn't come easy. And even if you study to be a chef, that doesn't really make you a chef. So you need to kind of be willing to put a lot of hours and sweat and tears into your into your career. But if that's something you want to consider, if, if it's a passion for you, Definitely go for it. Um, for the young chefs, I think it's about keeping pushing and pushing and pushing and studying and bettering yourself. I'd recommend working in the best restaurants you possibly can under the best chefs you can because they're where you're going to really, really learn like how restaurants should be run uh, in general. And how, how can... How can um young chefs get hold of sort of, you know, bigger Michelin-starred chefs or kitchens? What, what, how, how can they go in to do that? Because some people won't necessarily know how to do that. Uh, I think you should just go knocking on doors and applying to restaurants. Obviously, you'll be offering your services for free. Uh, don't expect to get paid too much and expect to work long hours. But I think if you apply to many, one will maybe take you. So... You just have to be proactive and go face-to-face and meet these people if it's possible, if in your city or town or wherever you live, there is the top kind of restaurants. And also you can work your way up. Maybe you won't get a, a stage in a Michelin star restaurant directly, but you can 
getting somebody somewhere a little bit finer and then gradually you can work your way through. Okay. And one more food question that's just popped into my head. Not Dubai food based, but back home in Finland. What would you say your favorite dish from Finland is? Oh, um, I wouldn't say a dish, but more the produce. Mm-hmm. So in Finland, we have amazing seasons. We've got the winter where it's very long and cold. Uh, we've got the spring when things start to melt and you see your first leaves coming out. But then coming into season, I mean, Finland, we've got the beautiful berries, strawberries, blueberries, the forest floors are full, Christmas trees everywhere. Uh, the freshwater fish is one of my favorite. Uh, I'd say probably, and, and then coming autumn, all the amazing mushrooms, the chanterelles, the black trumpets, morels, it's incredible. I'd say my favorite dish to probably eat would be like a summer kind of smoked barbecue. So some freshly caught salmon in the smoker in the garden. Some new potatoes, they're incredible because Finland's got 24 hours, 24 hours of sunlight in the summer. So basically these sweet potatoes grow very, very quickly and they're just like sugar in your mouth. They're just incredible. That was a little bit of uh, homemade butter and some pickled herring. That would be something I would definitely go for. <laughs> Sounds incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the rye bread, of course. In Finland, we, we bake uh, 100% rye bread. So it's very dense, but it's super delicious. And I'm sure the salmon, I mean, the, the it, waters, I mean, the, the flavor must be absolutely it's fantastic. very different. It's very different to the, the stuff that usually is at. <laughs> Look, if people want to see your work or get hold of you, how can they do that? Uh, well, I'm working in the IFC, as we talked, in Intersect by Restu- uh, Lexus Restaurant. So I'd be happy, more than happy to uh, meet some people there. Also, you can follow me on my Instagram page, Chef Robla is my handle. And also, we've been working with the Dubai Chefs Collective, what's a great new initiative. Uh, you can see some of my work there. So, just to recap, where you were born, your amazing story um, about work, you know, work, being born in Finland and living in Dubai multiple times. Then the amazing way that you were smashed into basically a Michelin-starred kitchen with a three-star Michelin legend, Heinz Beck. It's quite a, quite a story. Um, the fermentation, and uh, I, I'm personally looking forward to, to tasting that uh, sourdough and the cheeses. They sound amazing. Uh, the funny story, I mean, that, that's, that's dedication, and I think that's part of being a chef. Culinary Heroes is, is absolutely bang on, I think. And then the advice is, is really you know, well thought of, and I think it's fantastic. Rob, on behalf of the Chef JKP podcast, I would like to say a huge thank you for coming on. It's been absolutely fantastic to have you on here. Thank you very much, James. It's been a, a huge pleasure. Thank you. A true Viking in the desert. From all of the chefs that I have met, Rob has to be one of the most underrated. His food, the flavors, the textures, and the thought behind each dish, it simply delivers on all counts. Please, please go and check him out. He's just an incredibly talented chef. Now, if you're anything like me, you love food, but you want to stay healthy. So, on next week's show, we have a nutrition coach. So make sure you tune in for that interview. It's gonna be incredibly interesting. Have you subscribed or told the entire world about the Chef JKP podcast? If you haven't, do so right now 
and make sure to review us on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you always for being an amazing listener. And don't forget, food is memories. Music.